So we're going to get into this a little bit deeper. We're going to dive into talking about trauma because what's happening in all of our lives in everybody around the world right now is we're being traumatized literally daily by what is happening. And so understanding trauma and how to deal with it, how to heal trauma is going to depict how we deal with things. It's going to make or break us as we move through this changing world. Well, and I would love to define trauma yes. because I think that the, the word gets thrown around a lot yeah. and our mentor who we have just a deep and unbound <laughs> amount <laughs> of respect and love for is uh, Dr. Gabor Mate. If you're not familiar with his work, you're going to love it. It's been life-changing for both of us. And I'd like to take a quote from him on what he says trauma is not and then what it is, because I think it's such a great way to start to grasp and understand this. And I just want to say, friends, that the more you understand trauma, the more you're going to understand yourself and others. Well, and I love that you're going to get into this. I just wanted to first say, I know some of you out there, when you hear me say we're being traumatized daily, like a lot of people, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, friend, I know this is the quote that you're getting into, but most people think like trauma has got to be something big, like a car accident or like, a you know, you go into a coma for two months or like some big major upset or injury, right? Right. No, it's not that at all. Right. It's not that. And it's nothing external. Mm. This is the thing. This is the thing that, that, that I learned because I thought that, that that was trauma before yeah. I started studying Gabor's work. So here's what he says. He says, trauma is not the event that happens, just like you were saying. Sexual abuse is not the trauma. Your parents beating you is not the trauma. The trauma is what happens inside you as a result from that external event. Trauma is not a feeling of being upset. Trauma is what happens internally. It happens on the level of the body and on the level of the psyche. Gabor quotes one of the great, great healers and teachers on trauma, Peter Levine. He defines trauma as a disconnect from the true self. And Gabor goes on to say that trauma is anything that changes you in a way that makes your future responses to the world limited. So it interferes mm. with the natural growth process. And that makes me think of that beautiful Shangri-La quote from earlier, like constriction, right? So like yeah. trauma constricts, trauma is, like you said, all stress is a form of trauma. Yeah. Like, does anyone feel like their natural processes and natural life is being constricted right now? Hello. Everybody. Like that's what's yeah. happening. You see how we're being traumatized. Like when you look at trauma as that definition, we're being traumatized daily. Yes. Yes. And here's the good news. Here's the good news is the more we understand it and it's a different way of, uh, understand it's this is a very deeper level and of understanding ourselves and when you have assessments you combine assessments with an understanding of trauma like what we have been blessed to learn from with Dr. Gabor Mate oh you have such a better chance and shot at being liberated from suffering at being able to experience what that beautiful quote talked about something i wish i would have understood earlier is understanding 
trauma. And I want to share with you guys a, a, a quick story. If, if you listen to our first few podcasts, you know that Mike and I, we, you know, we've been involved in the personal development industry and worked in self-help for the past 20 years. And the word trauma was never even uttered. We didn't talk about trauma. We didn't talk about our past. No, remember you were like, we can't even, we weren't even allowed to look at the past. No, no. In fact, in fact, I was trained. Oh my gosh, I kind of cringed that I did this, but I did. And it was what I knew at the time was what I thought was best. But one of the things that I was taught, and I said this in the beginning of my coaching sessions when I started coaching 22 years ago, is I would say, Mike, I'm getting in, in, in the car of your life. I'm in the passenger seat, but you're driving, but I got my toolkit here. And guess what I'm doing? I'm taking off the rear view mirror because we're not mm. looking back. Right. And it was kind of romantic, right? Like it's kind of a romantic idea of like, oh, the past doesn't matter. Because, you know, the truth is, and I'm with you guys. I mean, it's not like, hey, good times. Let's go in our past and let's look at our wounds. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> it's not. It's not right? easy. It's not easy. And that's the thing with, with our show here. Like we're going to tell you guys the truth. Even if the truth isn't as easy as the slick marketing and advertisements that are given to you from the personal development, from the self-help help industry, or from, I should say, the ones that are going more of that direction and not talking about going within. Because it's harder, but it's it's the truth, right? It's the truth. You just made me think of some friends of mine who are financial experts, and they're amazing at what they do, and they're helping people. And they share truths that people don't like. And so mm. they, they've got a huge following with the diehards that love them, but there's some people that don't like what they say because it's the truth. And sometimes the truth can be hard, but it's like that that quote from Gloria Steinem, yeah. the truth shall set you free, but, but first, first it will piss you. you off. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't want to have to look back in my childhood. I wanted to be able to believe that I could just go um, forward and live a life of bliss. And it, what it took for me um, is getting into not one, but several toxic, unhealthy, abusive relationships. And here I, here I am a coach, yeah. You know, and I'm positive, happy, playful Mandy. To repeat Peter Levine's quote on trauma, he defines trauma as a disconnect from your from your true self. And I feel very grateful that I have you, friend, because, you know, when Mike and I met at 17 years old, I was my true self, right? And yeah. like, you know me better than anybody else. And so Mike would witness me dating men and changing oh. into someone that I wasn't because I wanted love so bad. Like all of a sudden Mandy was into like country music and Metallica. <laughs> like I'm like what who are you? Like who have you Judas Priest rocks. <laughs> Judas um... Priest and like you had all these weird like even like not going into all the details but like weird political ideas that you never had before and like Yeah. Like yeah, no. who are you? You're you're literally I... changing. Like you're becoming this person you're dating. Exactly. And that's what I did. That's what I did yeah. because I wanted love so bad. But why Why I was disconnecting from my true self. I love the movie The Runaway Bride with Julia yeah. Roberts and Richard Gere because I relate so much to that character because she modified herself because she didn't know who she was. And now learning about Enneagram Type 9, hello, that's what we do as Enneagram Type 9s is we, we modify, we want to make peace and harmony. So it was like the trauma that I had from my childhood 
And being an Enneagram type nine is like the perfect recipe for getting into abusive relationships. And you guys, it wasn't, the reason why I'm sharing this story with you is it wasn't until I finally got into the comfy chair of, uh, in a therapist office Mm -hmm. and we started talking about my childhood and we started going back and we started looking at my core beliefs and what do I adopt and what did I have, what did I learn? Gotta talk about mom and dad. Gotta talk about mom and dad. And I gotta say this is that it's not mom and dad's fault because they did the best they could. You gotta look at their mom and dads. You know, we like to sing the Billy Joel song, We Didn't Dot the Fire. (laughs) I know you probably don't want me singing, but um, it's not. It's not about blaming mom and dad because, again, it's they did the best they could. I, I firmly believe that. It is about though looking at what happened and what needs to be healed in our adulthood because we have unconscious wounds that drive our behavior that we don't logically understand. I didn't logically understand why you put me in a room full of a hundred men. I would pick the most narcissistic commitment phobic jerk out of all of them. I'd be like that one. (laughs) I didn't logically understand that it was unconscious. Yeah, like Mandy had a knack back in the day for picking out the doozies. I'll tell you, like like the biggest jerk in the world. Yeah, I'll take him. Uh, Yes, please. (laughs) But and then, uh, you know, I had a knack of, of trying to get love from a relationship. Like, this is why we say look at mom and dad. It's not about, like Mandy said, blaming mom and dad. But you have to look at the dynamic of your life when you were a child, not only mom and dad, but the sibling environment as well and the home environment and what's going on in the world. This all shapes you. What does Mate say? Like, like our psychology is pretty much shaped by the age of like five to seven, isn't it? Five, five, five to seven. When we stop, we stop emotionally developing you guys get this. This is this is big. So if you're like multitasking and you're listening, like you may just want to stop and listen to this because this is this was a game changer for me. Is we stop emotionally developing by age seven. That just made my brains on the wall when I heard that. So like, no wonder the world is the way it is. We physically keep developing. Mm -hmm. We mentally think about school and learning and not mentally we keep developing emotionally seven stop. Yeah. So if you look around the world and maybe sometimes say to yourself, it seems like it's run by children. It is. (laughs) It is. is. Like we're all a bunch of traumatized children trying to live out these lives as adults without healing what has gone on. And that's the biggest difference between what we talk about and what most of, and I will say not all, but most of personal development and self-growth. The difference is that the answer and the solution is healing, right? It's about healing, not trying to cover up or cure a symptom. It's about healing those traumas so we can actually create change. That's when change is possible. Because if you don't heal the initial wound, then any kind of sort of change that you can create from a personal development program, a seminar, an audio program, a book, whatever it is, some whatever intellectual thing that you get involved with and make a change. If you guys notice, if you've done that before, it doesn't really last very long, especially if 
there are underlying traumas that you're not conscious about. And and here's the thing. How much do we remember about our life before we were five or seven years old? Like, it's not a ton for most people. So almost everyone is unconscious about this, completely unconscious about it until you start to dive in and figure it out. Like many of you, I'll tell you, I always thought I never had emotional baggage. I never had childhood trauma. Like I I thought I was fine. Most of you are going to think that like some of you might be sitting there thinking like, yeah, I think I'm fine. Like I don't really have a lot going on. Trust me. We all do. Like if you haven't lived underneath a rock, (laughs) like if you're you're not a caveman and you've lived in this world, in this culture, and you have family members, you have people in your life that you grew up with, you've got some stuff going on. And it is probably related to a lot of the issues that you're having nowadays. And it's why maybe a lot of the things that you've tried to change those things haven't really worked or haven't worked long term. Because if you don't handle the root cause, then it's not going to work. It's, it, it's kind of like, um, you know, looking at a disease and curing the symptom of the disease and not the disease that's causing the problem. Like if you had a bacterial infection that was causing you to have a sore throat and you took some throat lozenges and numbed your throat, well, you'd feel better, right? But did you get rid of the disease that's causing the sore throat? No. So once the throat lozenge wears off, you're going to feel that sore throat again. Oh, that's such a good analogy. And I have to say, and I know there's some exceptions to the rule and there's some gray area here, but the throat lozenge was, is kind of like the self-help industry It's like, Oh, I feel better for like a, like a little bit, but like for me, it, it didn't cure what was going on with me and, and my relationships. It really took, and it was intense and I won't lie to you guys. It was hard. And there were many times I did not want to go to therapy because I knew it was going to be hard, but I'm so grateful I did because I wouldn't be happily married to a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful man today. And it's because I went back and I healed and I became aware, oh, that's why five-year-old Mandy, six-year-old Mandy, oh, okay, now I'm connecting the dots. And when you start doing, you know, Dr. Mate talks about it being like a compassionate inquiry. You start doing this compassionate inquiry with a therapist or a practitioner that knows how to do this, then you start connecting the dots. And just like assessments, you start to go, oh, no wonder, like, Honestly, I can joke and have fun and kind of make fun of myself about the guys I was attracted to because I I truly forgave Mandy and I have compassion for that Mandy because she was doing the best she could. And we're all doing, I I truly believe this. I actually got this from one of Brene Brown's books and I, I really, I love Brene Brown's work. And she, you know, talked about how her therapist helped her with the belief that everyone is doing their best. I truly believe that. And I just wanted to comment on something, Mike, that you said earlier about like, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I'm fine. I had a really good childhood. I love my mom and dad. It's not about love. And it's not about your parents could have been amazing, beautiful, wonderful, wonderful parents. If you have any addiction or affliction, so if you have anything physically going on with you, that is a sign of trauma. You know, I have suffered for since I was 11 years old with migraines. And Dr. Gabor Mate's book, When the Body Says No, completely opened my eyes because I was doing everything I could think of physically to cure and heal my migraines. 
but I was missing the psychological aspect. And if you or anybody you know or love is suffering from a chronic illness and you're not understanding why and you've tried all these things that hasn't worked, I highly, highly recommend Dr. Mate's book, When the Body Says No. And the biggest thing that you know he, he talks about the traumas from childhood and what he shares in that book to kind of give you the Snapchat version is he shares how when we're children, we learn how to adapt to survive. Because there's two basic needs, two basic psychological needs, and they are to be authentic, to be our true selves, and attachment. So we need both to survive. But if we don't have attachment, we will literally die. And so what we do as children is we sacrifice our authenticity in order to attach to mom and dad, brothers and sisters, peers. And that can cause, that causes trauma because we're disconnecting from our true self. And then what can manifest in later years is addiction or affliction. And so it's about going, oh, what did I have to do to survive my childhood? And he uses the the great um, analogy of it's kind of like, you know, uh, if you're really, really, really cold and you get this warm, warm coat on to survive, it kept you alive in your childhood. But now you're grown up and now you're in the desert or you're in a high heat climate. Now you better take that coat off or that coat could literally kill you. And that's what was happening with me with my migraines. I learned a pattern of people pleasing, hello, Enneagram 9, that I wasn't able to say no to people, even though I wanted to. So my body was saying no for me with my migraines. Well, and the way my body said no was depression. That's how it manifested in my life. And, you know, I've started to tell some of my story when it comes to depression in that I spent 40 years of my life, or I should say 20, 22 years of of adulthood thinking that I was fine and being a pretty much happy-go-lucky person. That's why I say that this is unconscious. But I'm here to tell you, like Mandy was saying, if you have any sort of affliction going on, especially mental, or I would say, if you have any times of unhappiness, it's probably coming from some sort of trauma that that you don't remember, or that you've repressed, or that you're not consciously aware of. Would you say that's true? Oh, 100%. Like if there is something, if there is some reason why you're unhappy in a relationship, you're unhappy in a job, if you're unhappy in just in your life in general, I mean, the, the extreme of that is depression, but it started a lot earlier than that when I think about it. And one of the things I love about the Enneagram assessment is that it actually can help you see what your childhood wound was, Right. Like every Enneagram type has a particular childhood wound. It's insightful and sobering. <laughs> yeah, it can be a little hard to, to hear first. But when you when I learned about it, I, I had the opportunity to learn about it after a lot of my depression. I think if I had heard about it maybe during, I don't know how open to it I would have been. But it was because I was going to therapy and trying to figure things out and then The Enneagram was just like another clue, like, oh man, I get that. Today, we talked about the root of what causes stress, pain, and suffering, and how to guide yourself back to natural growth again. 
In our next podcast, we talk about how we live in a suck it up and fix it culture and how that can make things worse and what you can do to help healing begin instead. That's all for this episode of Understanding Personality, Live Your True Voice. And we hope you found a new way to look at living a life of freedom, happiness, and fulfillment. For more ways to understand yourself and those around you, be sure to visit us online at understand.me. Until the next episode, we look forward to helping you live your true voice.